Welcome back to another Share Your Light episode. I am so excited to be back doing this. I've taken kind of a little break from from bringing through people from our listening audience. And the whole purpose of these is to help showcase people who really are stepping into their power, their light, their purpose. They want to share who they are and what they're doing to help raise the vibration and hopefully make a difference for some folks. So today, I'm very, very excited to welcome Monique. Monique Stevens is a seasoned leadership coach and organization development consultant with over two decades of experience. She believes workplaces should nurture, develop, and inspire all team members to do their best work in ways that honors the individual strengths. Specializing in navigating brave conversations, she helps people at every career stage, fostering enhanced self-awareness and a willingness to embrace new ways of being. Monique's unique blend of powerful intuition and a deep understanding of individuals' natural talents enables her to quickly engage clients, clarify goals, and achieve measurable results. Her approach balances humor, sincerity, challenge, and support. Ultimately, she seeks to empower clients to make authentic, bold changes aligned with their values and beliefs. Her two favorite mantras are, it only takes 20 seconds of courage to change your life, and we all have one superpower in common, the power of choice. So welcome, Monique. Thank you, Denise. I'm so happy to be here. I love your bio because it is so you. It is so genuine to what you do. Everything about you reeks of, I want to be of service. I want to help empower people. So how how did you learn to, I really want to focus on being a, a leadership coach? Because that's unique. Yeah, yeah. It is something that, that I kind of fell into. So I started my career, I knew from an early age that I wanted to help people at work. And I didn't know what that looked like. And, you know, back in my day, the only thing that I could think of and that people could tell me to do was human resources. So I did that and I found that I just couldn't find a good place for myself there. I was doing like onboarding and offboarding and that wasn't it. Um, I did some benefits. I did all the things in HR. But what I was really curious about was the journey that people were on while they were at work. And so I happened to be talking to a friend complaining about my job. And she was like, hey, why don't you try organization development? I'm in a program and it sounds like what you're looking for. And I really found a love there and able being able to work with people in the trenches and the hard parts, helping them navigate leadership and teamwork and all of those things that make work so hard. And in the course of that, I would have conversations with people. They'd be like, Monique, come in, come in, close the door, close the door behind you. Um, <laughs> and I'd have these private one-on-ones with leaders who would ask me these like really big questions about how to lead their organization. And I had no idea what to tell them. I did not have the advice for them. And so I was like, you know what? I better figure out how to do this better. And mm-hmm. so I that's what led me to leadership coaching. And Thankfully, what I learned there on day one is that I did not have to have answers. Um, really, it's the leader who has the answers. And I just have the questions and the curiosity to pull it out from them because really the biggest insights they have come from them. So I started that like back in 2010. So it's been um, a long time that I have been doing that work. And it really is 
something that is my favorite thing to do, really, when I think of all the work that I do, having those one-on-one -on -one conversations, there just isn't anything better than that. So what I love is you naturally blend your, and you are a very, very strong intuitive, you naturally blend that with this comfort and expertise in a corporate world that you understand both sides of the fence. So many people that are talking about what you're talking about are trying to help people escape from their real world or step out of it. And your work focuses a lot on how can I empower people to find what they still love about their job and how they can improve it and how they can bring their team together, which I think is a really unique position for an intuitive because so many people think, oh, it's just about getting out of that environment. And often that's not the case. So could you talk about how you empower people to find why their job is working for them again? I also stumbled into with my own experience in trying to escape jobs um, that I didn't like and things mm -hmm. that didn't work for me. And wouldn't you know it, when you leave a job and you're trying to escape, the next job is the exact same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing with a different cast of people. Mm -hmm. So um, I really think that our jobs are the breadcrumbs of what we are here to learn. And oh, I love because that. we spend so much time at work thinking about work, if you're here in my town in Washington, D.C., commuting to work, like it is so much time there. So you it is for a reason. And so what I'd like to really help people do is figure out, you know, what's what are you there for? Um, what are you there to learn? And what I have found is often those um, new openings, those new opportunities, they don't open up for you until you have resolved whatever it is that's at that job, at your current job that you need to work through. And it's always about you. Shoot, I wish it wasn't, but it's always something for us to learn while we're there. It really is because it's similar to someone that dates the same person with a different face, that they're still, they haven't done the internal work to say, I don't think I need to have this experience anymore. But it also allows people to have more ownership and more direction with where they want to take their life with the approach that you're offering of let's look at this and figure out what does work for you. What is it in you that, that you need to, because basically in both of those situations, you're just doing a geographical, you're taking your stuff and moving it to another situation. And I did that for a lot of years. I taught in a lot of different schools and I would get there and then I'd get to know the players. I'd get to know the routines. I'd get to know the structures. And I'd say, oh, same as, or this is the person that played that role there. But what you're offering is a way, what it feels like, is a way for people to make a pivot and find how to not only make the job work more for them, but how they can have more of a, a really strong visceral impact with whatever they're choosing to do. That's right. That's right. Okay. I think that our jobs are the biggest life training ground we have um, besides work, the only other place we spend as much time is at home. And for a lot of us, sadly, we spend more time at work. So we are there to learn and grow. And those jobs, as hard as they are, they are there to teach us. And I really want people to get all they can from that experience. So Denise, I know that I sent you the workbook that I developed. I've been working on this workbook forever to help people really think about their role. And it is to think about 
it from the beginning. Like, why did you pick this role? Why did it pick you? What what drew you to it? Um, let's talk about we. A lot of times, people post like on Etsy the what they expected versus the reality. And mm-hmm. so I ask people about their job, like, what did you expect going in? And what's the reality that you found? And what what's important about that to you? How have you learned? What lessons are you taking with you? The hardest ones that you've learned, you know, you know, dig a little deeper. And what have you found out about yourself, about this place that you're you're in, um, these people that you work with? What have you learned about yourself? Because that is the biggest nugget um, that you're going to get from these job experiences. When, and thank you for, I mean, you gifted me the beautiful, and I did pay it forward and shared it with someone who is in a transitional place in in their job as well. And when I was looking through, it really built a strong foundation from the beginning to get you to look at your core values, your outlook, your, it's not just about what is my purpose in this job or how can it work for me or how can I get better? It was really looking deep in the mirror and saying, what is it in me that I want to improve or share or grow with this job. And just as another aside, the packaging makes you feel like it's your birthday because it is so beautifully packaged. These really nice pens, little markers that come with it. There's a sticker, there's a notepad. It's just so beautifully. So I I have to put in a shameless plug for you. If you have someone that is in a transitional place in their job and you're looking for a kick-ass gift to give them, this would be a wonderful thing. And I'm not saying that just to promote Monique's work, but it is something that you can share with people who may be trying to figure out how can I make my job work and how can I bring back? Because I would imagine a lot of times people still like what they do. They like their job. They just want to feel more re-energized or recalibrated by what they're doing in your work, especially the workbook helps people refocus on that. Yeah. And what the tagline is for my workbook is, should I quit or should I recommit? Yes. A lot of times it's just recommitting it. And it may not be to what the job currently is, maybe you can change it a little bit. Um, That's where that courage comes in, like to have those conversations and say, hey, what if I, what if I started doing this instead of that? Or maybe I have this project instead of that one. Like people are usually, when you're a great employee, they're open to having you there. It takes more effort and more money to replace you than to keep you. And I think I would bet most employees want to keep you. And so if you can work with the coach, work with whoever to figure out, like, what would make you happy? Like, how could you turn this job that you are already in? You've already put in so much where, you know, the players, you know, the job, like, how could it be exciting for you again? And what could you do to do that? Um, And I love to have those conversations. I actually just met with someone the other day and she was like, I am not happy with my job, but if you ask me, I don't want to leave it. So what I really want to figure out is how can I love it again? And I was like, well, this is perfect. That's, that is what I want to help you do. How do you love it again? Uh, See, and that, that's the premise of your work and also your energy. And even just speaking with you, can you can feel the compassion. You can feel what you're putting into this. But 
in your, when going back to the workbook for a second, there's a sticker that comes with it. And I, I put it on my phone case and I, I read it every day and I love it. And it is just these very, it says gentle reminders. It's really a cute little sticker. It says your work is not, it's not equal to your worth. You can do hard things. You don't need to do all the things. Enjoying your life is not selfish. You have nothing to prove and no one to impress. Only you can divine your own excess. You deserve deep rest and joy and love and healing. Mm. And every time I read that every day, I smile and it's a beautiful reminder, but that's interspersed through all of your work of don't lose yourself in what you do. That's right. Which is, I think people say the words, but you're actually giving them tools to be able to apply that. Yeah, that's what I hope, Denise. Your job it is not your worth. It is not who you are. Um, you you bring yourself to it, not the other way around. Right. And that bringing that unique essence, that light, that spark that only you can bring is going to cause a ripple effect in a work environment. And you don't know. So if you can find that, I always refer to it as putting the jumper cables on and re-jump, you know, re-jump starting your life or your career path or what you really want to do. And you made a, an incredibly good point a couple minutes ago when you said that employers don't want to lose their good employees. They've paid for your training. They've paid for your, they, there's a loyalty. There's, and it's really often under bylaws or, or whatever's been set up. It's hard to let people go. You, you have to give a plan of assistance or whatever it might be. So if you're someone that you know your value, you know you have a level of experience and expertise, you actually still like your job, finding something that's like, wow, how can I make this better? So I'm wondering like when you, because with the focus on leadership and, and jobs and mm-hmm. all of that, so you work with with corporations and teams and people who yep. are in those, in those situations, do you also offer just a, a different format for people one-on-one that might not be in a, a corporate position? So my coaching is more professionally based. So, you know, I try to keep it in that bounds of work, even though like our work in our life is like, it's so blurry. Like how do you- Pretty fluid, yes. Yes, you can't really (laughs) change one from the other, but I feel like my sweet spot is really in the workplace and talking to people about their jobs. Now, like- your family comes in, that's fine. Um, Like we can always talk about those things, but I really want to make sure that I'm not getting too far into therapy because the conversations I have with people, they feel therapeutic Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not a therapist, um, but I am a coach. So I'm like, you know, if I could just kind of keep my, let me keep my boundaries right here and talk to people about work. I know that I'm not going too far out into a place where I can't get people back. See, I absolutely love that and respect it greatly. You have found your sweet spot. You have found what you love, what you're really good at, and how you want to empower other people. Do you feel that your intuition plays a a pretty significant role when you're coaching someone? Oh, my gosh. I just don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> how people do it without intuition. Um, because you're asking the questions and you're looking at people because all of mine are through Zoom now. You know, back in my day, Denise, we used to do this one-on-one -on -one in person, but now <laughs> it's um it's through Zoom and I can hear it. I can see it. I see the body language. And you can tell when people are answering a question and there's something underneath. And if they trust me, usually they do, Right. I'm able to get there. Um, I'm able to go underneath that thing you just said. What does that mean? Um, yeah. When people are crying, I can go and what are the tears for? Tell me, what do they represent for you? And that intuition it is my best friend. It accompanies me to all of these sessions and I'm able to really um, make it a one-on-one -on -one unique experience that I don't have with anyone else. It's just that person that I'm with. So see, that is so beautifully said because it wraps it all up and it brings it together that your energy, and we've talked several times over the years, you have a very relaxed style, a very open style. So I'm sure people feel safe enough to be vulnerable with you and really lower that drawbridge and say, okay, this is where I am. This is what I need help with. But you hold space for people incredibly well. And I think that's a huge part of this. Do you get a lot of people, because lately it seems a lot of folks are in transition and they are trying to say, do I stay? Do I go? Is there something else I'm supposed to be doing? Do you have a focus at all on helping people transition from similar to the tagline on your book, should I stay or, or, you know, or go basically, do you find that a lot of more people are in transition lately? Lately, what I have found is not as much transition as you would think. Huh. Um, the folks that have come through my door are people who are leaders and who want to do it better and who want to be the best leader that they can be for their team and have found that you don't learn that through books. Um, usually you are promoted because you are the best subject matter expert. And being that expert, you might not be the best person to lead people. And mm -hmm. so those are the conversations that I've had. You know, how do I do this better? Um, how do I have these difficult conversations? Because it's not taught. And so that's been a beautiful thing to work with people in leadership roles, because I know that our conversations have so many ripple effects for the people that report to them, the people that work with them. Being a better leader, it makes the organization better. So I have been so happy to have had those conversations so much lately. And it's interesting when I coach people I see themes. And so it's like people who come one week, it's like they're all talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I have heard recently is just the rub of leaders who want to make changes and some of their team members may not be the right ones, may not be the right fit for the role. And what do you do with that? Because isn't that a hard conversation when someone has been with your organization for a long time and they've made a name for themselves 20 years ago, they were the ones to do the innovation, but now they might not be the right person. So how do you do that with kindness, um, keeping the organization in the forefront and, and really being the person who you want to be? No one wants to fire 
anyone. No. Like that is one of the hardest things you can ever do as a leader. So really being able to talk to people about how do you do that? How do you do that with kindness um, has been something that has been a theme for people these past few weeks. So what would you offer or as advice or encouragement for people who are trying to step more into a leadership role? They've been with a company or and they they're saying, I think I'm ready to go to the next step. What would be some some skills or especially for, for our audience, very intuitive, empathic people, but we also have a lot of people from every profession and they want to stay on track with their career and go to the next level. What would be some skills that they may want to focus on or hone or practice? I think one of the ones that is the hardest but the most underrated is the ability to give and receive feedback and to do it well. I think I'm not sure where we have learned to sandwich bad feedback or critical feedback in this nice fluffy sandwich of let me tell you something positive about yourself, Denise. Now let me give it to you. And right. now let me tell you, and you have mm-hmm. a beautiful smile. That does not work. Like just learning how to have that conversation to tell people, hey, here's the thing. Let's figure out how to uh, move on from it, how you can learn and grow from it. It's one of the skills that people don't have. So um, I've done some training on feedback and it really makes people uncomfortable because it's hard to do. And I realize it's hard to do. And so if you are going to be in any kind of leadership role, being able to give feedback is going to be critical. Even positive feedback, you know, people are are still kind of humble and, and they don't mm-hmm. want that. So um, one of the first things I teach people is you really need to learn who the person is, how do they like to receive feedback? Um, Some people, if you praise them publicly, they will just die. So it's important for leaders to really get to know who's working with them and get to know them at a heart level so that they can lead them in a way that's going to help them learn and grow and thrive. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And especially when you think about people who are in, they're very sensitive or they're empathic or they're they're using their intuition in a leadership role to be able to apply that to the different personalities and characteristics and skill sets of your team. Because that's not an easy position for someone that's mm-hmm. sensitive. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And it was funny because when you were speaking, when you first said the sandwich I went back to one of my first teaching jobs was in residential treatment and they, that was, we were trained in this model and this behavioral model. And it was always start with a positive. <laughs> and it was just, and that's that whole premise of, you know, pull people in with a positive, make them feel good. But what you're saying is that what you're offering is this sense of honesty and truth to help people step up and say, okay, this is what I'm doing and it works. This is what I need a little help with. Let's start there and move forward, which is, you're right. That's that's a very different approach than what they've been either, they've either learned in education or in a college program. So the reality of, okay, we're, there's accountability coming into play now, yeah. especially at a leadership role. Yeah. And it is so hard. I think it is one of the toughest jobs that you can ever have is to lead people. It's hard work and it's hard work. Um, 
and no one has taught you how to do it. You know, I no. think there are some people who have some natural leadership abilities, but I think for most people, like, no, we, we don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is what I love about my job is that I can be that support on the, in people's back pocket to yeah. talk about those hard things, because this is going to be a rough road. Like I have to give it to all of our people who are leaders who have even taken this on to be their job because it's rough. It's a rough mm-hmm. road and it's sometimes really lonely. So um, depending on what role you're in, you sometimes don't have colleagues that you can talk to about it. So if you can have a coach, that's perfect to have that external person who is not all wrapped into the organization, it's really helpful for people to have. And it also can, it would seem, give people validation that what they're doing is working. It is a successful path to be on. Keep doing this. You might want to tweak that a little bit, but it would just seem having that sounding board would be a huge, huge part for people in a leadership role to be able to say, okay, I am doing all of these things that are positive. But it truly, one, it feels that the need to be, have a chameleon type energy where you can shift and change. You're still being true to yourself, but you can shift and change to the different members of your team. So when I taught employability skills, I used to find something that someone was good at, one of the students was good at, and I would make them the expert at it. And we all work together cooperatively in this situation. And then I would divert the other students in the class to say, oh, go check with with so-and-so. She's our go-to person for that. And it not only empowered that person to feel like they mattered and that they had something to offer, it changed the dynamics of everyone feeling like they were a valuable part of the team. Do you feel like that's something that's a huge part of your coaching leadership is to help people transfer that energy down to the teams? And I think that that's a key part is people want to know that leadership has their back and isn't just dangling puppet strings. So is that something that comes up in your work at all of how to teach people to listen as as well as give insight and hold the team together? You know, I feel like when people come to me, they seem to already know that. And it's not something that I need to teach. But when I'm doing like a Leadership 101 class, I do some of those. Mm-hmm. And we talk about belonging and mattering. And just like a regular person, how you want to matter to other people. When you are at work, you want to belong, you want to matter. And how you do that is you get to know people on a one-on-one level. You know, right. they're great at their job, but who are they as a person? Like they're showing up as a full whole person, not just a person who does whatever thing with payroll or does whatever right. um, whatever role they were assigned to do. They are a whole person. And when you take the time to get to know them, and it does take time, like you don't just show up on day one, like, hey, I'm your leader, you know, <laughs> tell me all about you. Like it takes building that trust and it takes some time. It takes a lot of time with some people um, longer than others, but putting in that currency of getting to know people, it pays dividends down the road. Like when you need them to make a change and no one wants to, they'll do it just because, because it's you and they know you wouldn't ask them if it wasn't important. So, you know, building those relationships is the absolute best thing you can do. 
And you just made a really, really vital point. Everyone wants to feel like they matter. They want to have a reason to show up. They want to have feel like they're valued and seen on whatever level that is. And it it's not because you have a certain office or a certain desk or a certain title. If you're working with a team, everyone on your team should feel that equal support and encouragement, I would think. That's right. You know, when I was in college, I had a job at Staples mm-hmm. and I just love office supplies. Like, Me and too. so <laughs> it was my happy place to be like, oh my gosh, the new pins came in. Let me stock yes. them. Um, <laughs> but I remembered our manager would say when we clocked out for the day, thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that, like, it made me feel like, huh, she saw me and she was grateful that I was here. You know, I'm just a college kid, but here I am, like almost 50. And I remember that job from when I was 20, that someone yeah. thanked me for coming in. Yeah, and that that feedback, that encouragement, that holding space for people, that never goes away. That's right. That never, ever goes away. One other thing, I, I know I keep coming back to the workbook, but it really did impress me greatly. I really think that that could be applied in so many other settings outside of for self-help, self-development, if you're working in, you know, an education setting or do, so that kind of leads to my question. Do you work with a lot of different types of businesses in leadership roles? So not just what people would consider as corporate? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Right now I have so many clients and they're so different. Being here, I live in the Washington, D.C. area. So some of my clients are federal government. Some of them are state government, some county government. Um, Mm -hmm. But also what I found so interesting, I don't know how I got in this place of healthcare. A lot of my clients are healthcare, I guess, because we have so many big hospital systems here Mm -hmm. that um, those are also folks that come to me. I'm doing a retreat at the end of this month for a mental health practice. So um, like I work with everyone. Like if you have a job, then I can, I'm your person. <laughs> like it, it does not matter. And it almost is better if I don't know all the ins and outs. Um, because when I'm coaching you, I'm not hooked on like the, the snazzy thing you're doing. I'm just looking at you and looking at, you know, the important things about what's happening in your world. And I'm not really hooked into, um, I had one um, lady who worked in a hospital and she did simulations. And so they would have actors come in to be on gurneys and do all these things. And she was like, only you could come and see all these. I was like, yeah, no, because then I'm going to be too interested in your job yes. and not as interested in you. And I want to just know about you. So um, that's beautiful. Yeah. I take people in whatever profession um, and it's better for, for everyone when I'm not all in your business like that. Because you're seeing the person and not the name or the position of what they're doing. And that's the key. That's, that's why I don't ever want, it's easier for me to read people I don't know anything about Mm -hmm. because I'm not expecting or looking for, or even if it's on a subconscious level, it's, it's always going to be there. So you mentioned that you have this retreat coming up and that feels like it's for a, a, a specific group of folks. You had mentioned before we started recording that you have a, a new newsletter coming out. Could you talk about that a bit? Oh, yeah. So last year when I developed my workbook, I figured out 
I don't know who is going to buy this workbook because I'm so like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I challenged myself to get myself out there a little bit more. And I started posting on LinkedIn. You know, I'm a work person. So like, that's my natural place. Yeah. And for, I think I put my workbook out in September. So September until the end of the year, I was like, I'm going to challenge myself to post twice, um, twice a month. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And in doing that, and I only wanted to post things that I wrote. Um, I really didn't like on LinkedIn how you, you just link an article that somebody else wrote. Like that's not mm-hmm. as meaningful to me. I wanted to link my own stuff. And so I started writing and I was like, well, I like writing. Um, I used to be a writer. It reminded me when I was younger, I was a writer. And as I had jobs that were more professional, they would say, Monique, your your writing is more conversational. Like we need this to be business writing. And so then I convinced myself I wasn't a good writer. But last year, writing those posts reminding me, I love writing. And I am a conversational writer. This year, I was like, you know, I want to really people have bought my workbook and so they have joined my my list and I was like well, what am I going to do with this list I want to communicate with them so I started a newsletter I don't know how often I'm going to write I'm going to commit to once a month maybe I'll do a little bit more as the writing bug hits me but right now what I think I'm going to start I'm um, having in my newsletter are just some inspirational things. There are so many things I think about, so many people who come across my door that I don't want to just have all the information. I want to share it. So if there are any things that I see, any themes that I see in work, I'll share those. In my coaching, like I said, there's always themes. And if there are themes that I want to share with people, I want to be able to do that. So I'll be sharing some coaching things and um, as you mentioned, my workbook, I love to create. I love to create a handout. Um, my coaching clients will know I always develop a specific worksheet for them, or I'm just always creating something. And so one of my colleagues affectionately calls it the sparkle lab. When I'm in my, <laughs> I just feel like I'm in here and I'm creating. And so I have a piece that's called Live from the Sparkle Lab. And it'll be anything that I'm creating or anything that I've curated that I just want people to have. There's a place for that. So if anyone is interested, please come on over to my newsletter. I'd love to be able to share the last piece of my newsletter. It's called What About You? Um, Because I don't want to just have a monologue with people. Mm -hmm. Like I am in this work to be of service and to hear from folks And it is a genuine, genuine question that I ask at the end that I want people to write back. Um, How are you doing? The first question I ask people, what are you welcoming in for the new year? And people wrote back um, these beautiful things of what they're bringing into their life this year. So expect a conversation with me, with the newsletter. A lot of, I have so many newsletters um, that I subscribe to that are just information push yeah. And I hope that the one that I create is more of, of a two-way street with people. I have no doubt. And you, your eye for detail and your, this is, this is an odd way to put it when we're talking about so much with business. A lot of your, like the work, it's pretty, it's fun. It's, it brings joy. Just the, 
the the graphics, the illustrations, the way it's laid out, it, it's fun. It's just fun. And I, I feel like part of what you're talking about is also giving people a safe community to to get to explore this a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would love most of all is really to reach people who I don't get to talk to in coaching all the time. Just that community. Like you created such a beautiful community here with your podcast. And I'm so glad to be here because I'm part of your community. I have been listening since the beginning. So when Thank people you. Are, are on and they're like your audience, I am the audience. So yeah. I am just so thrilled to be here. Oh, it, I am beyond grateful that you're here doing this with me because I respect you and your work so, so very much. And I have to put in another question and plug. You have a two weeks notice workshop coming up in March. So what is that all about? I do. It is something I wanted to do that is tied to the workbook. So the workbook you can do individually. Um, you can have it, you can go through it. There's 40 exercises in there to really help you think about your role. But what I know is that there is a beauty in conversation and bringing people together. And so what I'd like to do is, it's gonna be small. It's only gonna be 10 people. I just wanna pilot it out, is invite 10 people for two weeks and let's talk about our roles. Let's really dig deep. Let's think about it. Let's do some activities. And I want you to talk to each other because as much as I know, what I know is that when you bring people together and pair them, like there is some magic that happens. Like I never know who's going to show up. I don't know who you're going to be paired with, but it always is the perfect person for you to be with. And so that is me getting out of the way of the universe and letting, letting the magic happen. I'll just bring the people together. I'll hold the space and, and let the universe do its thing. And never, ever ceases to amaze me how yeah. it, it's all aligned and how the right people at the right time show up. You could never, I, I don't feel like you and I as just people on the planet could ever divinely orchestrate it so beautifully because it is combinations of people or situations or skill sets that you would never even consider. And then they find each other. And like you said, it's a really magical connection. Now, you also, you have a design my coaching journey. Yeah, it's something that I was thinking about um, as I was planning out my year. I want to do more coaching. And this year, um, I want to coach 100 hours. And so that's a lot of hours. Um, I think last year I was pretty close. But when I thought about 100 conversations I was like, you know, I want to do this a little differently. I want it to be more fun. And mm -hmm. so um, what I'm going to do is give people six sessions that they can use, but they can design it how they want. So it could be a virtual Zoom session. It could be a walk and talk where you're walking. I'm walking. We don't have to be in the same place. If you happen to be in my area, maybe we can meet up and do in person. Mm -hmm. If you want to have a session where we're drawing or we're doing something artistic. Let's do that. But, you know, a hundred sessions is going to be a lot. So let's shake them up. Let's do something that really is going to jazz you and get you excited about coaching. And if you want to just do traditional, let's talk. Great. It's design coaching the way you want it. 
I absolutely love that because you're meeting the individual with whatever, however they best process, you're offering them a, a choice. I spoke with a person earlier today who, God love her, she's always in motion, always moving, always, she can't sit still. And her partner person was saying, you know, why don't you find a hobby that's kind of, you can sit and do something. And she said, I lose my mind when I do it. So a walk and talk coaching session for her would be absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And and I think that's that's where you're thinking outside of the box. And you're and equally, you've done this a long time and you're really good at it, but you're still in that place of how can I grow this? How can I evolve this? How can I make it fit more for more people and also for myself? So there's no stagnancy involved. That's right. Which is incredible. The other part, I know that the the workbook is your baby. Uh, truly, I there, there's so much love and wisdom in that. So, how can people get a copy? So it is on sale on my website, and I know you'll put that in the show notes. I will. Um, what I will say for all of your listeners who are, you know, my folks too, is if they use the promo code Empath they'll get 15% off. Oh, thank you. And truly, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you're saying, no, I like my job. I like what I'm doing. If you have a friend or if you have a colleague or you have someone who's struggling, please, please check this out because there is so much beautiful, beautiful information and work and, and just insight. It just helps people look a little bit deeper and say, okay, I, I've got this. I can I can figure this out. And I think that's the key. It's, it's like sitting down with a dear friend and having a cup of tea or coffee and working through what's really holding you back from stepping more fully into your role. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. Do you have any social media places people can find you? Oh, Denise, we've talked about this. I am <laughs> like the non-social media grandma. Um, I am on LinkedIn and perfect about it. Um, That's a good place to be. That's a really good place to be. And there is, so see, I wish, I don't think that there has to be a social media preference in order to have a business, a role, a coach. You have to do what resonates with you. And if it wouldn't feel genuine to do that, but if LinkedIn, and I love, I personally love the fact that you're coming back to your writing because that feels like its heart. That feels like the core of why you do all of this is is sharing that insight, sharing that creativity. Uh, And your website is pivotpointconsulting.com. And it's pivot, P-I-V-O-T, point, P-O-I-N-T-E, consulting.com. It's all one word, all lowercase. There is a plethora of information there. You'll feel the energy of everything that Monique is offering, and it's absolutely beautiful. You have that artist's eye for pulling things together with color and space, and, and it's, it's just beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much, Denise. Oh, this has been fun. and it has been. And I really appreciate you coming on and your, your showcasing beautifully through your work through your profession, through your coaching and through your workbook, the fact that you can be a very professional, grounded person and still highly, highly sensitive, intuitive, empathic. And I think more people need to realize that, that it's not one or the other. Yeah. And I'm sure you see that in a lot of folks that you're working with that you they may not even realize 
that their intuition is guiding their way as much as it is. That's exactly right. Um, if I could, yesterday I went to a session on life purpose. Um, it was like an express session. It was only 45 minutes, but there was a beautiful guided meditation at the beginning that asked us to consider ourselves in an auditorium. Um, and if we had one minute to tell people anything, what would we tell them? Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell you what came through for me because oh, I don't know the next when I'll be in an auditorium. This is the closest thing I have to an auditorium. <laughs> um, but what I would want to say is if I had a minute of people's time is I want them to feel inspired to do the thing that their heart has been whispering and screaming for them to do. Get out of the job that's crushing your soul. You have the power to choose a different path. If it's one that can be saved, activate your courage to turn things around. Get support if you need it. Know that you are more than enough. Your life story may have shaped you, but it doesn't define you. You were made to shine. As an empath, you were put on this earth to feel, and that's okay. One of my biggest lessons learned as an empath is to be a filter, not a container. When we carry someone else's baggage, it doesn't allow them to tap into their own strengths, and it weighs us down. The world has 8 billion people in it, and it's astounding that we're connected at this time. If I could tell you one thing, it's that you are perfect. You are uniquely made. You make a difference just by being you. You are loved, and you are love. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That truly brings tears to my eyes. So beautiful, so heartfelt, and so you. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're amazing. And, and that feels like such a collaborative channeled message from spirit mm. for people. And and this is this is why it was so important to me. And I truly appreciate you doing this with me, Monique, because that's you. That's yes. you and what you're offering and, and why I'm really hoping people will reach out and find you and access your beautiful work and services because you do shine a really beautiful light. And thank you for doing that because people need you. Thank you so much, Denise. I have loved being here. Yeah. I love you for supporting me and for having me. Thank yes, you so thank much. you. We're all in this together, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. We just keep helping each other stand up a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. So. Again, thank you all for listening. Please check out Monique at pivotpointcounseling.com. And I appreciate you listening. Remember, there's something that you came here to do that is all yours. So please shine your light. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.